Hey everybody, welcome to Tech Thought, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. This is Season 3, Episode 17, or overall Episode 35. And no, Jade did not make me redub this line in post because she messed it up. <laughs> Jade, I am the smart one, probably. <laughs> I'm already, I'm the cute one, definitely. Yeah, you are. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. Yeah, so this is our second episode of the VR arc. Uh, in this one, we're going to get a little bit more into the actual market and uh, talk about the products that are available. Uh, so it's going to be more of the how-to episode, whereas our last episode was just more of a setup episode to explain what this kind of technology is. Uh, as usual, these two episodes are kind of like, as usual, as usual, being part of the same arc, these two episodes are kind of dependent on each other. So definitely go listen to the last one if you haven't. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I have to plug our after show. We are live on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Uh, and yes, I did just forget what Instagram is called uh, for a second. Uh, <laughs> or you can find us at our website, which is, Jade? Techthoughts.gay. That's where we have all of our episode pages with the information that we talk about, uh, in case you want to look into it for yourself. Uh, that's where we have all our episode... That's where we have all our episode pages with the information we talk about in case you want to look into it for yourselves. Uh, but now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into the episode. So uh, let's assume that after listening to our last episode, you've decided that you wanted to get into this VR thing after all. There are so many options. Do you go console, PC, or standalone headset? Uh, yeah, so there's there's quite a few options for headset these days. So we're going to go through these options of yours in order of complexity, from the easiest to get into to the most difficult uh, other than phone in an enclosure VR methods, which are all kind of the same and just use your phone. So like, I don't know how to talk about those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to start with the Oculus Quest. At, uh, at the moment, the Quest 2, the, the one that uh, Art owns. It's kind of unique device in our lineup. Uh, it doesn't require anything else to function, so other than an internet connection. Um, as we explained in our last episode, the Quest works without any additional setup. Hand tracking is supported. Uh, both by like standard Oculus Touch controllers as well as its inbuilt machine learning based hand tracking. It has uh, its own onboard processor, so you could either uh, use uh, the games that are on the service, that's uh, so the Oculus Store, um, or you can use it as a PC based VR headset with the usage of Oculus Link, which is either through a wireless connection on a shared network that your computer may be on or a wired direct to your computer connection. I do actually want to say that as of now i'm pretty sure so as of as of the, the time of recording which is april 23rd uh 2021 uh the like air link the airplay thing that they're doing uh isn't actually out yet mm -hmm. um like the update the update is slated to release on people's devices but hasn't yet uh but it will be a thing very soon so if you're looking into picking up uh, an oculus quest uh two anytime soon uh you'll probably have it by the time you get it i just want to i just wanted to make it clear that it's 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 a feature that is supported but isn't out yet yeah thank you if you are looking to get it it is uh 399 at the moment which really isn't that bad of a price which you'll see as we go on um other cool things about the quest 2 it boasts a 120 hertz refresh rate in pc mode and a 90 hertz refresh rate for on device things um, in general, with VR, higher refresh rates determine the smoothness of an image or how good it feels in motion. When displays are your temporary reality, higher uh, frame rates just feel better and result in less of that feeling of motion sickness you may get. Yeah, that makes sense. 
so this all might sound pretty good, but there are some downsides. Uh, for one, you do need to worry about the onward processing power. Uh, without a PC, your quest is limited in just how much it can do, and one day, and one day may come where new VR titles do not support your headset uh, without a PC connection. Um, and, well, this is sort of the big thing about it, uh, it requires a Facebook account to use it, as Facebook is now Oculus's parent company. Um, we've gone over many times why you should try your best to not use Facebook, and without an account, it's a brick. Um, this is especially unfortunate, uh, because if you think you can just make a throwaway Facebook account for this, well, you'll be at risk of losing that account and all of the purchases on it from, say, the Oculus Store, which again renders your device, device an expensive paperweight. Uh, Facebook has basically made it clear that they can suspend your account for any reason at any time and that takes your purchases with it and there's really nothing you can do about it which i think is incredibly shitty uh for lack of a better word anti-consumerist yeah and that's why i despite owning uh an oculus quest 2 literally don't have any titles uh like that that i purchased straight uh through the oculus store um except for i think two that literally only could be purchased through the oculus store they weren't available anywhere else um uh and i'm constantly paranoid that my facebook account will get suspended despite the fact that it is a facebook account that i've had my whole life um or not my whole life but just like for all of my teenage years um there are some workarounds but they come with some caveats uh yeah. There are some workarounds, but they come with some caveats, uh, such as not being able to use casting options or the Oculus Store. Maybe that doesn't really matter to you. Uh, we will link a source to one option in our not description. Moving on, but still in the Oculus space, we have the Oculus Rift S. Kind of. Um, it seems that it has been discontinued at the time of writing, um, but may be a more tempting pick on the secondhand market because, you know, it might be cheaper. It discontinued, possibly. Um at the minimum, Facebook says they're not replenishing supply, so that sounds like discontinuing to me. Yeah. With the Rift S, you also still have to worry about the Facebook sign-in issue, and there really doesn't seem to be a workaround for the Rift S. I didn't I didn't know that that was a thing on the Rift S. Did they do that, like, retroactively? Yes. So, uh, if you had a pre-existing account, uh, you can keep using it until, I believe, 2023, and then mm -hmm. uh, they'll, they'll force you to switch over. If you get a Rift yeah. S, and you want to set it up for the first time, you have to link you it. need to do the yeah got it yeah um the rift s also does not have the built-in camera based uh hand tracking that the quest line does and only works with a connection to a pc um it does boast a higher resolution than the quest um resolution determining sharpness in this case um an equivalent of 2k resolution that's 2560 by 1440 versus the quest 2 sort of hd 1.5k 1832 by 1920 resolution uh but it does have a lower refresh rate of 80 hertz which can feel pretty choppy uh it's a mixed bag mm -hmm. um but again it, it, it might be cheaper since it has effectively been replaced by the quest line i can speak to this it's definitely cheaper if you can get it secondhand um uh yeah uh i've, I've seen some pretty cheap ones that people have bought secondhand on the well, people talking about having gotten pretty cheap ones secondhand on the Oculus subreddit. Um, it's really just whether or not you're willing to pass up on the features and whether or not wireless is a big deal to you, because it actually is a big deal to a lot of people in VR. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, since we're working in simplicity order, we'll now move on to console-based VR. Uh, at the moment of writing, the only option in that space is the PlayStation VR, uh, PSVR with a PlayStation 4 or 5. Uh, 
I kind of hate PSVR, not because of anything that has to do with itself, really. We're about to talk about why wh- we're about to talk about its features. Um, a PSVR, not for anything that has to do with itself, but because it is the only option to play Hitman in VR. It's the only way you can do really? it. Really? Yeah, you can play Hitman, Hitman 3 in VR on PSVR and only on PSVR. And I'm very jealous about that. Is that a temporary exclusive? No, I don't think it's temporary. I think that it's it's it was designed for it. So it's it's only that. it only exists on that. What there's nothing special about the PSVR <laughs> like 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 things it gives you that a standard credit control or whatever. Um dang. This is a segue, so we'll move on. Um <laughs> Let's start with more problems with PSVR, I guess. The PSVR does not come with tracking equipment or controllers. Um just an added processing unit and the headset. Um, the PSVR headset and processing unit all by itself is $399.99. So like it's the, more like, expensive than the Oculus Quest 2 and it doesn't come with controllers for that for that price. It's identical in price, but yes. Well, it's it's identical it's identical in price, but doesn't come with controllers for the same price is what I mean. So it's more expensive. Yeah, like you could just play VR games that let you work with the PlayStation controller, so the, the DualShock, DualSense, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling it now. Um, maybe with some like look around functionality in the headset, um, because it does have onboard sensors like an accelerometer. Um, but if you want real tracking, uh, you need to get a console side camera, the PlayStation 4 VR camera at the moment, uh, is what it's labeled. Um, it's a $50 device. Um, it does force you into a very specific, uh, play space layout, unlike the Oculus, um, and soon to be spoken about lighthouse based tracking VR solutions. Um, which may or may not be an important limitation for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't get you won't get like room sized VR. You'll get like section of room sized VR. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's really cool about uh, the Oculus is the fact that it just lets you draw like your very specific play space. Like you literally draw it out with the controller, so you can switch rooms that you're in and draw a new play space and be good to go. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like this wouldn't allow that, which would definitely be a deal breaker for me at least living in a tiny apartment. <laughs> Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, no, I'd have to agree. Um, though, if, if you want hand tracking, you also need PlayStation Move controllers, which are those like weird wand things with the orbs at the end, mm-hmm. um, which are around like eighty bucks for a set of two. Um, so, like, sure, it's a bit of an upfront cost to get into the PSVR ecosystem, but it's a painless entry, honestly, because if you already have a PS4 or better system, you're halfway there. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, downsides. It supports up to 120 hertz, which is not a downside, um, but it does offer some of the worst resolution of the bunch at 1080p per eye. Time for the screen door effect. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, And now before we continue as a sort of warning for the next section, uh, the following devices that we are going to talk about will all expect you to have a competent gaming computer. Uh, This is not the episode where we explain all of PC hardware because that would be an entire digression. Uh, so just to simplify it for the sake of this episode, um, some of these headsets list uh, NVIDIA GTX 1060 video card uh, or graphics card as a minimum requirement for VR. Computers are a little bit more complicated than boiling them down to just their video card, but the 1060 is kind of a good start. I'm disagreeing with the script here. I will go with you on kind of. Yeah, the 1060 is kind of a good start. Um, I say kind of because I, as a person who has just recently upgraded from a PC that was running a 1060 um, and was trying to use VR in conjunction with that PC, it was not great. 
It was not a great experience. It was playable. It was absolutely playable. It was not a great experience. Um, so I will say it's the sort of bare minimum. Uh, the uh, equivalent of that would be the AMD RX 580, which is also a video card. It's just from a different manufacturer. Um, all of this gets more complicated, especially in today's current strange moment of graphics cards are too damn expensive, uh, but we will have a mini-sode on that soon, so we will be returning to this topic. If you can, try to get an RTX 2060 or Vega 56 or 64 or better instead, as VR has only become more and more demanding since these headsets have come out. Um, thank you for the digression. Uh, and now, let's move on to the PC-based headsets, or the exclusively PC-based headsets. We're going to talk about Vive. Also, one last segue is that all of the following devices that we're about to talk about uh, have the same complexity and setup. Order is irrelevant here. We're just talking about uh, devices now. So um, the Vive Cosmos is the official successor to the HTC Vive. It's the current headset um, that they are pushing. Um, it uses an inside-out tracking method very similar um, to the aforementioned Oculus devices. Um, it offers a resolution of 2880 by 1700 and a refresh rate of up to 90 hertz, uh, which is probably the real problem with the Vive because like that has not changed. Uh, so yeah, the Vive Cosmos also costs $700, which is uh, surprisingly not the most expensive headset you can get still. Or is it? More on that soon. Upsides of the Vive. Um, it has a whole ecosystem. The Vive is really a headset about modularity. Um, meaning you can get things for your setup that will enhance it in some way. Uh, the original Vive had like a pro strap, but something that the original Vive and this one share are a wireless module that lets you play untethered from your PC mm -hmm. um, using YGIG technology, which we spoke about in our uh, Everything About Wi-Fi episode, which we will have to say link here, but that's not correct. Link in our not description. I need you to understand she just pointed up to the corner of her screen like this was a YouTube video and we have cards. Um, My brain went full, full, I'm working for full line detectives. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Um, yes. So um, using YGIG, as long as you're in the same room, you can be untethered um, from your gaming PC and still get like full actual uh, movement of your room. Other cool things that Vive makes that's technically not just for the Cosmos are the Vive trackers. Um, which are about a hundred bucks, um, which I'll, uh, and do require a separate lighthouse sensor set up to work. But these trackers can be used to track anything, like the rest of your limbs, if you want like better locomotion in VR, um, or tennis rackets, or mm -hmm. anything really, anything you stick them to. Okay, that's actually really cool, right? Um, it also has a similar camera-based hand-finger tracking setup to the Quest, so that's also nice. Um, mm -hmm. Downsides: the Cosmos tracking is just plain bad, uh, as found in an independent test by Road to VR, um, on an order of magnitude three times worse than even the closest inside-out tracking solutions, um, and a magnitude of 200 times worse in a lighthouse-based setup. Um, this means it's built-in tracking, right? Not... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Inside-out, meaning no lighthouses. Got it, got it. Where that's considered outside-in. Uh, lighthouse tracking is more accurate just as a, as a, as a, as a whole, yeah. you, you lose the flexibility of being able to bring it everywhere without setting up lighthouses, but you get the best possible, like one-to-one -one motion. This will be relevant for the uh, final thing that we're about to talk about, actually. Indeed. Um, so we're done. We're finally moving on to the Valve Index, which is the most expensive headset on the market all by itself. I guess technically the uh, the Vive one could get there if you buy enough trackers and like 
the wireless module, which I think is already a hundred bucks. So like, this is the expensive. one you own, right? Yeah, I own I own the Valve Index. You paid for that? Yes. Insane. Okay, go on. It was it was actually a gift. Understood. Okay, that makes me feel slightly better. <laughs> so yes, the Valve Index, literally the most expensive headset on the market by being a thousand dollars. Um, unlike the PSVR setup, it doesn't nickel and dime you. It comes with controllers and a lighthouse setup. For a thousand dollars, it better. But okay, go on. Oh yes, uh, fair enough. So yes, it uses lighthouse tracking, which makes it um, one of the most accurate tracking setups in the market currently. Uh, Resolution-wise, you're dealing with 1440 by 1600 LCDs, uh, effectively bringing a similar resolution to the Quest. Um, it also supports a refresh rate of, well, up to 120, but there is an experimental 144 hertz mode, which again, makes it the best in the market. Again, for $1,000, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, controllers it comes with also support individual finger tracking. Um, not like but like press a button and it tells you your finger has pressed, but it can actually tell uh, how much your fingers have pronated. Oh, that's cool. It is, um, which is why I don't really care about like the the Quest's finger tracking because I get that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's expensive, but like other than being tethered to your PC, I don't see any real downsides. And I have one, so I might be biased, but yeah. Oh, wait, no, sorry, except for the lighthouses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lighthouse tracking is accurate, but it does limit your headset to wherever you have those trackers set up. Sure, you can move them to another room, uh, buy more, or bring them to a friend's house, but you still have to keep that little more setup in mind. Um, it doesn't bother me. I don't mind doing more work. It does bother me a lot. Uh, that's actually, lighthouse tracking is one of the biggest reasons why I... The valve kind of annoys me, um, uh, even uh, even despite its quality. It's just like the, the concept of lighthouses is, uh, really annoys me. Um, so I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think I think valve was trying to put their best foot forward for trying to, like, build a good headset. No, I absolutely and I absolutely I absolutely think they did do that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think I, I understand. I understand giving up the full wireless. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I understand it. I just given how i use my headset like it would be annoying if it if it if i had a lighthouse setup to worry about that's all that's all i'm saying uh it really just does depend on your use case um so that's all we got so what should you do well like we just said it depends on your use case if you want to get into vr decide how you want to do it first do you want something quick to set up or something that'll last for years to come we really don't recommend mobile phone setups but that's sort of why we didn't really talk about them but yeah, phone-based solutions are limited, and console-based ones will only work as long as the manufacturer wants them to, because, you know, every time a new console comes out, it's really up to the manufacturer whether or not they decide to make things backwards compatible. Um, if you want freedom of use, maybe look into headsets that use a computer. If you hate Facebook, don't get a Quest or a Rift. If you love Facebook, that's a weird choice, but go for them. Also, I will add that if you already have a Facebook account, it might be less of a deal-breaker for you. Um... It was sort of less of a deal breaker for me because I already had a Facebook account that I wasn't planning on getting rid of that already had activity on it that I was hoping would be good enough to sort of get past, like, their flags. Um, and it seems like it was. Uh, but I'm still very careful about it, which is why I'm not buying games on the console. So, yeah, it's it's really up to you on that one. Um, if you want the best thing in VR that money can buy, get yourself a Valve Index. If you want that, but wireless, 
Get a Vive Cosmos with a wireless module. You have options. Uh, it's really about whether portability matters to you, whether Facebook is a deal breaker, and just how much money you have to burn. And that's all the time we have for you guys today. Uh, this was a pretty technical episode in terms of throwing around resolutions and refresh rates and uh, money. Uh, but I do think that, especially with things like VR, it can be very difficult to just sort of see, like, for lack of a better word, like all this stuff um, and not really know what any of it means and not really know where, and not really, not really know where, what any of it means and also not really know where you should start. Uh, so we hope this was helpful. Um, and whether it was helpful or not, you can always uh, come back and check out our after show. Yeah, uh, our after show where we are live on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast uh, every Friday at 8 p.m. ET, uh, barring unforeseen circumstances. Uh, or you can also check out our website where we will have links uh, that will be helpful if you learn by reading. Although if you learn by reading, I don't know why you're listening to a podcast in the first place. We um, appreciate it. We do appreciate it, though. Keep listening. Um, uh, and our website is, Jade? Uh, techthoughts.gay. Yeah. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.